mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hello and happy day 52 of the program. Okay, so we're about to start our Feeding the Metabolism part of the tweak this week, which means tomorrow oh, we are going to split up your meals and your snacks. I'm just kidding. There we go. Oh, now I can hear myself. We're going to start splitting up your meals and snacks. So I love this tweak. This is such a great tweak. It's so much better than downsizing. Again, downsizing is less about actually eating less and more about the feels that are brought up because it resembles most like a diet. It brings up food waste issues. It brings up food scarcity issues. So it's great for that. Also helps you to get in tune to those portions, which is, you know, that's what we're trying to do here. But Feeding the metabolism is such a better week and tweak because for anyone whose metabolism is really low and slow, which is probably a lot of you because you've done a lot of diets and that's what dieting does. Dieting just tanks your metabolism because every time you force your body to burn fat, yes, you lose the weight and then your body feels this need to store it all back plus more. And what that does is it, it it causes your body to feel like it's on this kind of reserve mode. And so it slows everything down. Your body catches on and tries to figure out how to keep you alive. And so if you can just imagine starving and depriving over and over and over and over again, and then when you do eat the overabundance of food available, it's like it really does a number on your metabolism. So this program is all about helping to increase your metabolism. It's not really through any one thing that you are doing. There's there's a few ways that you can increase your metabolism. Um, increase your muscle mass, which means that your body's working harder just to kind of do everything. Grow a whole human inside you, which is why, you know, it's such a shame that so many, so many people after having a baby feel they 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 starve and deprive as a, as a method for weight loss or have in the past when you have the super high metabolism. Oh my goodness. And the last thing your body wants is to hang on to a bunch of excess fat that's slowing you down when you have a new baby to take care of. You know, um, also eating more often, making the body work harder. That can be a way of increasing your metabolism, but it's really all the things that you are doing to help your body become as healthy as possible. And that's, what's going to help to lead to an increased metabolism. And then what you've been doing through being so consistent with the program is getting your body to trust that you are going to continue to give it what it needs. It no longer feels it So it no longer feels the need to store this fat and it starts to give you more energy. It's like, okay, I don't have to be on reserve mode all the time. I can start like using my energy. Sorry, I got this piece. If you're watching me, I have this piece of hair that keeps getting in my face. So, so I love this week because, and I know there are a few of you who haven't seen any movement on the scale yet. It's, it's normal, but this is where I start to be like, okay, make sure you watch that conversation with Dr. Paul 
four reasons why your weight might be slower to move. Make sure you are checking with your doctors. What a great takeaway from our conversation with Christy Boyd last night. If you missed it, our spill the tea conversation, definitely check that one out. I mean, oh my God, it was so great. She, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm feeling for her and everything that she's been through, but you know, talk about being in tune to your body. And so she, she signed up. She, she's on her 10th program. Now, many of you know Christy because she's always in our, our comments here when you're watching the live live. She crushed the first few programs that she did, lost 40 pounds, five pounds away from her goal weight, you know, checking in with her doctor, blood work, everything great, you're healthy. And then all of a sudden, fast forward a few months later, and she has like a major heart attack. And, you know, so we talked about that and the scale just wasn't moving, scale just wasn't moving. And now in hindsight, she can look back and be like, oh, okay, that makes sense. So really about just bringing this extra awareness. And that's what I love about the program. You're getting so into it. So I'm going to get to your questions in a sec. I just want to finish up talking about feeding the metabolism tweak. So making you prioritize yourself even more, that can be like a piss off with this tweak this week because you have to eat even more often. Some of you will only be able to split up some of your meals and snacks and some of you, maybe all of your meals and snacks, as long as you are you know, getting the body to eat more often, it's still beneficial for you to split up the meals and snacks if and when you can. If you can't, don't worry, because even if you just follow the basic food plan, you can still expect that scale to move. Again, the tweaks each week are just designed to keep things progressing a little bit faster and for you to kind of get into it a little bit deeper. So separating those meals and snacks are really interesting because you're going to take the same portions that you've been consuming in these last few days, and all you're going to do is split them in two. You're going to mindfully eat the first portion, ask yourself those four questions, pay attention to how you feel after, then you're going to wait. 20, 30 minutes, and then you're going to mindfully consume the second portion, asking those four questions, and then eat just enough so that when you're walking away 10, 15 minutes later, that is when you're feeling satisfied. Now, you may eat the first portion, and after you wait 20, 30 minutes, you're not even hungry for that second portion in which you still want to have a few token bites of that. Now, what might happen is you split that portion in two. You eat the first portion mindfully. You're still hungry to 20 minutes, 30 minutes later. You eat the second portion mindfully. You're still hungry after that portion in which you can go back for more and then leave yourself eating just enough. So when you walk away, you're feeling satisfied. You don't have to wait like another 20, 30 minutes. So what this does is really puts you in tune to your portions when you know you can eat that second portion, as opposed to downsizing when you're leaving food on the plate and you know, you're going to walk away feeling hungry when you can just have that second portion. This is where like mentally you're more relaxed about it. Now I talked about this yesterday when someone asked about when they were downsizing is just kind of in their head that they're hungry. And obviously the point of downsizing is to leave yourself feeling slightly unsatisfied. So you will be hungry. Now with this tweak, some of you may feel like you are extra hungry and some of may, some of you may feel like you're not hungry at all. Totally normal either way. And then, and then to add on that, what you can do is separate your proteins from your carbs and then your fats can go either way. And so what this does, it puts you in tune to how protein and fat just kind of hit different. Protein and fat feed into your satiety hormones that make you feel more satisfied. And then this is going to be the setup and lead up for the tweak that we're introducing in the next couple of weeks, which is really cool. So having to prioritize yourself more, ask those four questions even more, to pay attention to those portions even more, to take the pressure off of that old diet mentality that you can't eat, that you're going to be starving and deprived. It's really interesting what happens there. So just another way to get even more in tune to those portions, um, which is really super cool. Kim and I are going to break down the tweak this week. 
in our Tweak This Week conversation today at 12. So if you want to join us then, we are going to break it down even further. All right, let me scroll back and get into these questions. Hello, good morning. Still dark and cold. Yeah, it was foggy where I am and kind of rainy and warm. It's supposed to be like plus 13 today. And then tonight it's going to go down to like minus six, minus seven, super quick. So weird weather. Weird weather. Good morning. Hi, Carolyn. Feeling bloated and the scale up one pound. Hoping this means I go into detox again soon. Getting in all my water and then said, support the body and detox. Support the body and detox. Support the body and detox. Sometimes we forget about the basics because you're juggling so many balls with all the things that you are doing. It's one thing to get that scale. To, to get your body focused on moving that scale, it's another to keep it there. So that's where you really will. As soon as it starts to move, start supporting that body in detox. As soon as you get a sense that you're not as, you know, the water's not appealing, right? You're extra hungry in the evening. You're starting to wake up in the middle of the night. That can be a sign that it's on the move. So get on it. Do all the things. Do all the things. It's 11 degrees. Hi, Pamela. Yeah. Uh, and sunny in Oakville right now. We're supposed to have flash freezing. Yeah. Good morning. Hi, Risa. The plateau is over. I I hope. I'm not going to lie. Seeing the lowest number is definitely exciting. 18 now and one away from my COVID weight. Oh, I love that. So there you go. Support that body and detox. So we don't stop, won't stop right to the very end of the program. So I started notice some of you asking about the end of the program. You're talking about signing up for the other group. Or you've signed up for the other group. I love that you have manifested your you, the fact that you are going to reach your goal. I love that you have been proactive and you signed up for that spring summer program. Make sure you do. I love that. But we are not there yet, right? We are not there yet. We have a lot of time left to focus on losing a lot of weight. So make sure you're showing up day by day by day by day. I love that you got that in your back pocket. I love that you're making a plan for yourself, but try not to future trip, right? Try not to future trip and think, okay, well, I don't have enough time to reach my goal here. You have a lot of time to lose a lot of weight still at this point, especially because this is where it really all starts to come together for you. Rhonda, good morning. If we're to split up meals, how are we still able to follow the eat between half hour and three and a half hours? We will be eating late in the evening. Okay. So here's the thing. This is where you have to be open to the tweak this week and kind of like, so, so obviously you don't want to be eating any earlier than a half hour to three and a half hours when you're following the basic food plan. So it really is 30 minutes, but so I say tw I become more relaxed. So it's, you really ideally want to wait 30 minutes before your next meal or snack. But some people don't have the luxury of doing that because they got to go into a meeting. Their break is only so long. So I've become more relaxed on that. So ideally, yes, wait that half hour, 20 minutes, 40 minutes. That's okay. You don't want to be really going any longer than that because then you're just like having your next meal or snack coming down the pipeline and kind of is not the same thing. So if you don't have at least 20 minutes to split the meal, or a snack, then you're probably best just to eat the one portion and be super mindful about those portions. And then of course, you don't like three and a half hours, you don't want to be going any later than eating three and a half hours. That rule still applies very much. Now, in terms of eating later, you still don't want to eat too late at night. So if you get home late and you're not having dinner till eight o'clock, I'd rather you eat the one portion rather than eating the first portion, waiting a half hour later and pushing it into the evening, like late into the 
the evening when you're eating. So this is why it's if and when you can. And it's not necessarily splitting all of them depending on your on your timing. This is such a great question. So so if you're eating dinner at five o'clock, that's great. Then you can wait that half hour. You got lots of time, six o'clock, seven o'clock even. But if you're getting home late and you're not eating dinner till eight o'clock or later, I mean, if this is the spring, this was like kind of more into the spring, summer where the days are a lot longer and you have that more, you know, those more hours of that sun out, then you can push that back later. You know, it wouldn't be so bad if you ate at eight because, you know, it's still light out. So then you can, you know, be finished by nine. But right now, as it still gets early, darker, quite early, I would try to eat as early as possible in the evening. So it's really just better to stick to the one portion and mindfully eat it with the four questions if you know you're going to be eating too late at night. I, it was interesting to split my breakfast up this morning. Easier to tell how satisfied I was. Okay, great. I love that. We're not really starting till tomorrow, but that's okay. That happens a, a lot where people kind of jump the gun on it, which is fine. That's no big deal. Um, I couldn't figure out why I was so ravenous on the weekend. I was going to ask you what you might think it was. Then I heard your voice say to me, what do you think it is? Yes, love that. I thought about it and I thought maybe my weight is going to drop. Lo and behold, my weight did drop. You give us the information to be able to answer our own questions more often than not. Thank you. I love that. I love this so much because that's what I'm trying to do. I am teaching you everything that I know and have learned about weight loss over the last 36 years. And this is why like, I want want you to tell me why the scale isn't moving. A lot of people will come in, they're like, I'm doing this and this and this. Well, I don't, why isn't the scale moving? What can I do? I'm like, you haven't told me what you're not doing, right? Like, it's great that you tell me what you are doing, but what are you not doing that you can still do? What, what don't I know about you? The stress that's happening in your life, the, the lifestyle you got going on, like some medications that you're taking, health issues that you have. Like, I don't know all that, right? So I can throw some shit at the wall and hope something sticks. But at the end of the day, this is exactly it. I'm teaching you to pick up on the patterns of behavior. What does weight loss look like to you on the scale? What happens there? And then how do you feel? So you'll notice this next time. You're like, oh, what's going on? Why am I so hungry? Have my got my water in? Check. Did I do a hard workout? Am I? Is there a reason why I'd be hungrier? No. I'm hungry in the evening. Yes. Ate all my meals and snacks. Make them nutrient rich. Getting up in the middle of the night water not appealing, bloated, just kind of like when you know if you've ever had your menstrual cycle and you're like, what is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? What is wrong with me? And then your period comes and you're like, ah, 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 ah. I should have known that, right? I got bloated. I felt gross. I had a headache. Same detox process. And that's where you're like, oh, okay, I know what this is. And but sometimes we don't pay attention. We're like, oh, okay, dummy. <laughs> should have seen that coming. Um, so that's the same kind of thing, right? And we're, what we're doing, so when you, get, when you get your menstrual cycle, you know what happens? You all of a sudden feel bloated, right? Your weight just goes up, even without changing anything. You're extra hungry. You start craving carbs and sugar, probably because you're dehydrated and your body wants you to drink the water so it can follow through on this detox process. You have a little headache. You're kind of tired. You're feeling a little run down, right? And so, so, so what do we do? We don't drink the water, right? Then we eat the carbs and the sugar. <laughs> and it just makes us feel worse. And so what we're trying to do and support the body in detox is support that. When we see that the scale is on the move and we're feeling about the scale is about to be on the move, then we're going to support that body. Like if you got your menstrual cycle and you're like, okay, here's what's happening to me. Let me get on the water. Let me keep my food choices nice and light. Like eat, but you know, keep them nice and light. Let, let me, let me, you know, if you drink the water, you probably won't have the cravings for the carbs and sugar, you know, get to bed a little bit earlier 
earlier. If you're working out, you're going to move your body a little bit lighter, you know, and help your body kind of move through that. And that's what, you know, we're doing when that scale is moving and we're supporting that body in detox. I am day two into a cold and I don't think I need to implement the sickness protocol, but with new and important tweak, like feeding the metabolism, loved it last session. I've been looking forward to it. Is it better to just eat to satisfaction until I'm a hundred percent and then jump back into feeding metabolism and fall behind? It really is about how hungry you are or how hungry you aren't. So if you are sick to the point that it's affecting your appetite, then you, I would probably just follow the sickness protocol and kind of just, you know, wait till you feel a little bit better. And then you can just be like, okay, I'm in this hardcore 100%. But if you have an appetite, like if you just have a cold, but you still have an appetite, then there's no reason why you can't split up those meals and snacks. So it's really, the sickness protocol is really about anytime something is happening in your life, whether it's sickness or emotionally or whatever you got going on, that your appetite has been affected, that's when you want to kind of implement that sickness protocol. So you can, you can try the, the splitting up the meals and snacks tomorrow, see how you feel. And you might be like, oh, okay, got this. This is good. Or you might be like, you know what? I just am not into this right now. I just need, really need to focus on feeling a little bit better. And then I can like flip the script and like get into it uh, and get back to doing it. Going to see my doctor today right after this live. Want to talk about this program, any medications and supplements. Ah, that's amazing. Yes, work with your doctors. They're going to be so happy with what you are doing. They might be skeptical at first. Oh, I'm on a diet. They're like, okay, what diet? You know, tell you what you need to do, tell you what you shouldn't do, that type of thing. And then when you tell them what you're doing, they're going to be like, wow, that sounds amazing. Good for you, you know? You'll probably, if you haven't had the conversation with your doctor, they'll probably approve with all and actually love the fact that you are taking the supplements, especially the basic ones because they really cover the basis. And, you know, a lot of people aren't that proactive about their health, so they'll probably really love that. So I'm excited for you. Feeling strong and motivated, focusing on mindfulness, my greatest challenge right now. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. So I was thinking about this today. I did this practice the other day where I spent some time thinking about, I got some big sort of business decisions that I'm working through and some lifestyle changes that I'm trying to make. I'm trying to get to this healthier, happier place. As you know, it's been a you know tough go for me this last year. My stress levels are through the roof for a variety of reasons. And I am 50, so my hormones, and I got a lot going on. And I was like, let me visualize what I want my life to be a year from now, a year from now. You know, and I was like, okay, so a year from now, how do I want to feel? I, I wake up in the morning. How do I want to feel? What is my morning going to look like? Am I going to be dragging my ass, sleeping in? Am I going to be bouncing out of bed? Am I working out in the morning? Am I meditating? Am I journaling? You know, and then I just started kind of running through my day, what I'm visualizing, what I would like it to be. You know, like I walk through my house, I get up, everything's clean and organized, not piles of laundry in the hallway. You know, I'm not stressed. I'm relaxed, you know. What am I choosing to eat for breakfast? Do I have time to make myself a great breakfast and sit down to eat it? Do I have time to talk to my kids? Am I joyful? Or are we just rushing out of the house because we're late? Because, you know, whatever. You know, just kind of spending that time with them. Everything just relax. Not that things are perfect and not that I don't have stress, but the way I'm handling it is better. And I feel more confident and I'm calm and I feel more relaxed in my body and energetic and I feel good. And I go throughout my day, you know, meeting after meeting, going here, going there with a lot less anxiety, 
you know, and then, you know, the end of the day, sitting down with my family and having a beautiful meal and everyone chatting and laughing or sharing or even crying, you know, and what's my nighttime routine going to be? Am I going to drag my ass to bed and be like, oh my fucking God, I can't believe I have to do all this over again, you know, or do I walk into my nice clean room where I just feel like I've got things I, you know, this is good, you know, and then I wake up the next day and I'm just as excited to wake up each day as I was the day before, you know, and I was thinking about you guys and this weight loss. And when we talk about visualizing the end game, visualizing reaching your goal and what is that going to feel like? What is that going to mean to you? And I think sometimes we stop at wearing the bikini. We sometimes we stop at our closet, right? What can I wear? How am I going to look? But really with everything that you're doing and all the changes that you're making, because one of the things I recognized when I was reflecting back is that in order to have this lifestyle that I'm looking to have next year or this place I want to be, and then I'm sure I could do that for five years, for 10 years, whatever, there are habits that I'm going to have to implement, things I'm going to have to do in order to get to that place, to be that person, to feel how I'm visualizing feeling. And so when you visualize yourself having reached your goal, what are the things that you are doing to support that? What are the things that you did in order to get there? You know, what are the things that you need to continue to do in order to continue feeling the way you want to feel, in order to continue looking the way you want to look, in order to create the life that, you know, is the life that you're visualizing, the life that you're dreaming of, the life that you are actively trying to create every day. I don't know that I just found it sort of really brought everything together for me and really reinforced why I'm getting up every morning, why I'm getting my ass on that treadmill, why I'm taking time to breathe throughout the day, why I'm taking time to prioritize my house, why I'm taking time for that to go above and beyond with self-care, right? Why are you putting yourself through all these things? Why are you doing all these things? And I think it's one thing to, to chase the weight loss, but to really reflect on what you are doing and what kind of change that's going to mean in your life. So I highly suggest you do the same if you have time today. Just you know, find some time, close your eyes, say a year from now, what do I want a day in my life to look like? What do I want a day in my life to feel like? Obviously, you want to have lost your weight by then. I know some of you have a lot of weight to lose, but you want to lose a huge, massive chunk of it by then and obviously be super confident in that. But what's it going to look like? What's it going to feel like? How are you going to get it out of bed? How are you going to move through your life? What are the conversations you're having with people? Are you going to smile more, be more joyful, be more calm, be less anxiety? Like, what's that going to look like? You know, because I think when we chase our why, why are you here? You know what you want, but you're not really pulling together the importance of all the things that you were doing along the way that are working to create you getting to that place. Anyway, that's super cool. I highly suggest. This was the week I hated the most in my first couple of great groups, but now I like this one. Okay, you know, why do, why do you hate it? Break it down. Break it down. You don't have to love it, by the way. Like, you don't have to love it. <laughs> you don't have to love it. But break it down. Why do you hate it? Why did you hate it? Why do you hate it? Why are you... Sometimes people in, in the past have got known to be really pissy about it. And they, it's like they... I've even had people say, well, you're setting us up to fail. I'm like, what? Oh, why would I do that? It's of no benefit to me. What's up? The only thing that benefits me and the only thing that benefits my business is you being successful only thing that benefits me here is you being successful. So why would I introduce a tweak that's going to fuck you over 
and set you up for failure. But a lot of people have really strong feelings about it. Maybe you felt a little guilty about prioritizing yourself in your life. You finally created space and now you have to do it even more. And you're like, ah, ah, you know, um, maybe you're feeling guilty about that. You're having a hard time with that, right? Maybe it's super inconvenient and you just want this freaking done already, right? I get that. I get that, but it's also super effective too. It's also super effective. So, so no matter how you feel about it, sit down and be like, okay, what, what is this? Maybe it's because it's new, it's foreign. Maybe it's because just as I got, just got used to doing what I'm doing now, now I have to change it again. And yeah, we got to change it again. We want to keep things moving and grooving. We want to like, we really want to see that scale move as much as possible. We want to like go all in, do all the things, you know, again, you could just work the basic food plan and eventually you will lose your weight right? That'll work for you. It's just these tweaks are designed for you to go a little deeper, to be a little bit more proactive, to get even more in tune to your body's needs. So if you're feeling ways about it, ask yourself why. Not that you have to love it. Not that you have to love it. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, everyone. Going out for the afternoon with four of my friends. Two of them are losers, so we will miss the live at noon, but we'll check in later. I will take my water and my wine. I love that. <laughs> Have fun. Have the best time. Have the best time. Can different sources of protein boost metabolism? No. No. Protein doesn't boost your metabolism. You do want to make sure you're getting enough protein in for your body to function properly, and then that's going to you know, ensure a nice, you know, a healthy, high metabolism. But it's not about if you just eat more and more protein, you're gonna, if that's going to cause your metabolism to increase. That's, that's not what's going to happen. And that's not how it works. I remember you mentioning that red meat, fish, et cetera, all have different amounts of time to digest. Can we use this processing time to help us boost our metabolism in this phrase? No, you cannot. And yes, they are all different. So how would I use this? Going out dancing Friday night with my girlfriends, I am not going to order steak for dinner because that steak is going to sit in my guts all night. Does my body need the red meat, the B12, the, the, you know, everything that I get from it? Yes. Yes, it does. Does it take longer for my body to process and digest? Yes. So am I going to feel like I've just eat, even if I'm eating to satisfaction, I'm going to feel like I ate a steak. It's going to leave me feeling a little bit different. What I'm probably going to order is some fish, something a little bit lighter, something a little bit easier to digest. Meat, uh, red meat pork can take like five to 12 hours to process through your system, whereas fish is like 40 minutes, right? Until it's kind of breaking it down. I'm going to probably go a little lighter. I'm going to have the fish so that I can dance the night away and feel great. Now, you know, when you want red meat, you know, when you crave red meat, that's when I think you should really eat red meat. You know, we all talked about how you shouldn't be eating a lot of red meat. It's an important part of your diet. 
And if you're not, if you're, if you're not into eating meat, that's okay too. Just that's also why you want to probably supplement with some B12, especially if you're not eating any meat. Um, but that's, that's what I would do there. Or you may be noticing that what, cause obviously there's a lot of beneficial reasons to eat fish. Fish is hugely beneficial. You want to be eating fish at least two, three times a week. Right. And then, um, and even though there are mercury issues, the benefits of the fish outweigh any kind of mercury issues that you would have or the, the levels that you would have. So no one really needs to worry about that. But, um, yeah, so that's the difference there. So obviously fish is hugely beneficial. Steak is beneficial as well. So if I ate lunch, so if one day I ate fish and salad, right, I may notice that I get hungrier for my meal, next meal or snack sooner. Whereas if I ate steak, I might notice that I'm not all that as hungry, you know, for my next snack coming down the pipeline, or I may be able to go a bit longer before I get hungry for that snack. Not that you would eat the steak and you don't get to eat your next snack. So you still want to have those token amounts of what you're eating. Again, it's not like you're eating more steak than you need or more fish than you need. Portions are portions. You're eating how much is making you feel satisfied. So it's just about the nutrient value that you're getting from the different types of proteins that you're eating. Another example would be nuts. So I get this all the time. Well, I really felt like I was late at night and I really felt like I needed a quick snack. So I grabbed some nuts and I'm like, okay, what do you mean by quick snack? Quick as in quick and convenient or quick as in you felt your energy levels draining and you needed to have a snack to quickly, you know, to bring your energy levels back up because nuts aren't going to do that. Nuts take about an hour and a half to break down, to process and digest. So that's not a quick snack. It's a convenient snack. It's not a quick snack. If I feel my energy levels draining, especially like in the summertime, if you're being like really active and all of a sudden you feel like, oh my God, like I really need something to eat. Fruit, fruit breaks down in 20 to 30 minutes, right? So uh, a quick snack is going to be like some fruit to replenish my glycogen stores a lot quicker than some nuts and seeds that are a lot harder to digest. And this all, this all, we talk about this. This is the basic food plan. The reason why you're having that fruit mid-morning is that it breaks down quite quickly, replenishes your glycogen stores from starting your day higher in protein, or for those of you skipping breakfast altogether, right? The, the reason why you're having those vegetables, preferably raw, after your larger, bigger meal is because you don't necessarily need to eat a larger meal at lunch, but that's what we're accustomed to. And then eating those uh, vegetables, raw vegetables are hard to digest. So they get the body working really hard in order to you know, stimulate your digestive system to send a signal to your brain and your body to you know, continue to process lunch because you got more food coming in. And then those nuts and seeds are, are specific to that time of day because that is when your body is wired to take a dip in energy. And so rather than having a nap or taking a break, which a lot of us can't do, which is why you usually go looking for caffeine or chocolate, those nuts and seeds are going to stimulate your digestive system, keep your ass awake without the need for caffeine and chocolate and or sugar. And then that the protein and fat in those nuts and seeds feed into your satiety hormones. So then you feel more satisfied going into dinner. And so you're less likely to overeat your dinner. So that is how we're kind of using that. And so we're going to go more into explaining that, but, and that in its entirety and following the basic food plan and doing all the things that you can do to maximize, obviously are, are working to, and address your body's needs are working to help increase your metabolism overall, but switching up your proteins for the sake of how much your body's going to burn or utilize just based on the type of protein that you're eating is not going to do much for increasing your metabolism. I love that question. Do you recommend setting a timer for the second half or just check in with yourself? And if it's after 20 to 30 minutes, make a decision. Well, you're eating either way. 
right? 20 to 30 minutes later, you're eating either way. If you are hungry, you're going to eat that second portion. Ask yourself the four questions. Portion-wise, just enough, right? After you walk away 10, 15 minutes later. If you're not hungry, you're still having a token amount. So either way, you want to still, you're still eating. So I would highly suggest, like you can't, a lot of people will be like, well, I had my first portion. I'm not hungry for the second one. Do I have to have it? Yes, you do. Yes, absolutely you do. Still need to have those token amounts. There's a rhyme and a reason behind that. Again, getting that body to trust. It's what's happening to your brain, knowing that you have that second portion. You still want to have that, you know, a few token amounts. So I, I think setting a timer is a great idea. It's only for four days. It may seem weird, weird, but it's, it's you know, such an effective tweak. So yeah, re- set your timers for sure. I keep reading about the toxins in fish, not to eat too much. Feels like a rock in a hard place. That's kind of been debunked, uh, to be honest. So, so it depends. Like tuna out of a can can be really high in mercury. And so sort of some of your like really proteiny, proteiny, proteiny types of fish can be higher in, in mercury. So they've studied this. The amount of mercury in your system is not really going to cause any real detrimental effects. The benefits of eating fish, especially the fish higher in omega-3, far outweighs any levels of mercury that you will consume by eating the fish. Now, there is something to be said for raw fish. And if you're eating sushi every day, obviously that's not great that you're eating sushi every day, depending on the types of fish that you are consuming. And tuna, especially tuna out of the can is not the kind of fish that I'm talking about. I'm talking about some, I'm talking about like some salmon or, you know, actual like tuna, tuna, not tuna out of the can, which can be higher in mercury as well, which is why, you know, pregnant or breastfeeding women aren't supposed to eat a lot of tuna. So there is something to be said about that, but it's not just as cut and dry, black and white as you think, just avoid fish. You could also go into, I mean, you could do this with anything. You could do this with your plant proteins. You could also do this with your different, other different types of meat proteins in terms of like the, the carcinogens or whatever that might be for toxins, for lack of a better word, that are also in those types of foods that you're eating as well. You could go down a whole rabbit hole with this, but at the end of the day, as long as you're choosing you know, um, now as long as you're not just eating tuna out of the can every day, you're not eating raw sushi every day, you shouldn't really have to worry about any type of mercury issues. I eat fish at least three times a week. And then I usually have like some other type of seafood, um, usually like some scallops or some mussels, um, or some shrimp. I pretty much eat seafood every day for lunch because my kids aren't big fans of it. So that's where we save sort of the, the, the chicken or the beef or the, you know, what the plant protein or whatnot for dinner. So salmon. Yeah. I mean, salmon is great for you. Salmon is great. Um, traveling. I'll be traveling to Florida all day, Friday, Saturday. Won't get all the water in, but I should be able to split those meals and snacks since I'll be sitting in the car. Yeah. Where there is a will, there is a way. And it's four days. You don't have to split up all your meals and snacks, split them up if and when you can. And then if you can't follow the basic food plan, double down on asking those four questions, super in tune to those portions and maximize your fucking ass off, maximize your fucking ass off. And you should still be able to expect that scale to move everything that you, not that it's going to move every day, but it's not like just doing that is not going to, it's not like if you decide not to do the tweak, you know, it's like, you're not doing anything. You're setting yourself back. Oh my God. You're not going to see the scale move. It's just, again, these tweaks are designed to get even more into the process, right? 
So don't worry about that. I love that. Where there is a will, there is a way. I know this week will be one of frustrations, not for me, but having to explain to my kids and my family why I'm splitting my dinner. It's like having to explain everything and it makes me mad. Why though? Because like you want, like, I don't know about you, but I love talking to my kids. I think it makes for a great conversation about why I'm doing this. Oh, I'm just really starting to get and give some thought to my portions. A lot of times mommy is so busy. I am not really thinking about what I'm eating. I'm just kind of shoveling it down. And I just want to take some time to be more in tune right? Um, I'm, you know, you could just be like, you can, uh, your kids probably won't even notice. Just, I don't know about you, but my kids probably wouldn't even notice if I had some food with the, with the, at the table and I ate what I feel is my portion. And then if I went back and ate more later, half hour later, my kids, my kids do that all the time. No one in my family wouldn't even notice that I was doing it, you know, but also there's nothing wrong with explaining. It's a really cool process. You know, I've done a lot of diets where I didn't eat enough and I really want to make sure, you know, I want to lose this weight. Uh, you know, you probably seen me try to lose weight in the past. And, you know, I've come to realize that those diets where I'm not eating enough and counting and weighing my food is not a healthy way to go about it. So what I'm trying to do is follow a program that helps me be more in tune to when to eat, what to eat, and also how much to eat. I'm also trying to be more calm and sit down and enjoy my dinner with you guys rather than, you know, be running around doing a million things. That's why I'm sitting down and I'm spending more time with you while I eat my foods. You know, so so why are you frustrated about that? Because it's a super healthy process. You want to educate your children and maybe your husband does want to hear it. But you know what he's going to see is how amazing you feel, how calm and relaxed you are about foods moving forward. You know, this is something that you're doing for yourself. And so, you know, I'm a big fan of owning that, you know, get excited about it. Yeah, I'm going to see how it goes. It seems a little bit weird, but you know, there's a lot of benefits. It's going to get me more in tune. It's going to help me prioritize myself, you know, take more time for myself. And, you know, that's why I'm trying this. I don't have to do it, but you know, it's kind of this, you know, also when you, you know, everyone talks to me, you may hear people talk a lot about protein and you know how it's so important to get protein in your diet. And so, you know, there's a difference and there's a reason why you want to make sure you're eating your chicken and, you know, you're, you're doing your whatever. And, because those types of foods help give your body that, you know, more sustaining energy and help your body maintain muscle and help your body grow and be healthy, depending on the level of whatever age your children are at, right? And so my kids know so much about my kids. I mean, they've grown up. Um, I've had, I've had, oh my God, I've had like, because my kids are quite lean and I have fed them since the day they were born. I was that kind of mom that, you know, when we had a birthday party, I did old school birthday parties, by the way, because I had four kids and they were expensive and people birthday parties got out of control. And I would have old school, like pin the tail on the donkey, let the kids just run around the house. You know, we'd have cake, but I'd also have like fruit out. I'd also put some chips and fun stuff, but I'd have healthy snacks. And the kids always ate the healthy snacks. There were no healthy snacks left when the kids left my house. And I'm the kind of parent that, you know, my kids would travel with, they would ask for healthy snacks whenever they go to a birthday party because all that's there is chips and pizza. And I never pushed that on them. I didn't whatever. I just made the healthy foods available for them. And then over the years, obviously, they've heard me talk and talk and talk and talk. And so my kids, they would kind of eat when they're hungry. They have, you know, great relationships with food. It, they, I have a junk drawer full of chips. My kids make nachos all the time. We, we always have a bag of chips around our house. So they, they eat whatever, um, you know, and they've grown up without 
diet, like any kind of weight issues or, or diet issues because they've just been around me talking and, and, and about educating them. And they actually showed quite an interest. Well, why this? And why do you do that? And they, they could probably run the program themselves at this point. And I think it's really setting them up for success. You know, kids aren't stupid. They listen to their bodies. Yeah, that's exactly right. And they want to do what you're doing and they want to understand why you're doing it too, you know? But yeah, but I've had like, I've had, um, I mean, I've had pa- some parents say that I was like, my kids had eating disorders and all sorts of stuff just when they found out what I would do and then how lean my kids are. Also like genetics, right? Like their dad is Guyanese and he's like, you know, they just, their, gene- their genetics are, are there as well. And they were, you know, quite active. I wasn't, you know, quite active when they were young. And yeah, I've had some, um, yeah, I've had some parents kind of question my raising of my children just because I was a weight loss expert. It's kind of crazy, but I'll share that story another day, maybe on a Monday Night Live. Good morning. I'm on my third round. And since the scale went up at Christmas, it's slower to move down. Okay. Is it slower to move down or are you just slower to do the things that you were doing? I keep bouncing within three pounds, really a plateau. Bouncing, bouncing, bouncing. What does that mean? That means drink your water, try to get your sleep, focus on your stress. My celebratory weekend meals seem to be having a more lasting effect. There you go. More celebratory weekend meals. Any suggestions? Anything in Maximize that I should focus on? Yeah, so get really real with yourself, right? Like either you lost a good chunk of weight and your body needs time to solidify your weight, which that could be very much, you just body needs a plateau. Sometimes what happens is your body's like happy. We talked about this the other day. You're just doing the things and your body's like, this is great. And it seems like you're doing a lot of things because you're obviously being really proactive, but you're kind of not getting into it, not giving the body its attention. And if you are kind of indulging, it can like two steps forward, two steps back, two steps forward, two steps back, where you just kind of like got to really build on that momentum. The other thing is that be mindful of trying to do the things you did last time, right? Like people double down on that. Well, I did this last time. I ate that last time. So this is what I got to do this time. When chances after the time going by, your body's different. It has probably different things that you need to focus on. Maybe you weren't as stressed, um, last time around, but you're stressed this time around. So you got to put more focus into your stress. Maybe the, you, d- you didn't take vitamin D last time, but that was rolling in off of summer. Your vitamin D levels were jacked and you didn't think you needed it because you didn't need it last time. But now with the darker days, your vitamin D levels are dropped and that's giving you a hard time. Stress levels are higher. That can tank your vitamin and mineral reserve. And so your magnesium is lower. So your body's functioning different. You're maybe you're trying to eat the salad that the, the, I don't know, the green goddess salad that you ate last time because that's what you ate every day for lunch and you lost this weight, yet your body wants some rice or quinoa or steak or potatoes or something heavier or heartier. And you haven't been giving into that thinking, well, I got to do the salads because that's what I had last time. So all those little nuances, right? Dig a little deeper. What's going on with your water? You're just drinking the same amount of water you did last time. You're just doing the same thing as you did last time. You're eating the same thing as you did last time. Going to bed at the same time as you did last time. Doing all the same things as last time when this time around you need to dig dig deeper and look for new things. That's usually what it is. It's usually like just a little Go in a little deeper, bump the water a little bit more, get your heart rate up, lift a little heavier, go to bed a little bit earlier, you know, like usually take a few more deep breaths. It's usually not a lot of things that you need to do to break that. It's usually just the smallest things because you are doing so many other things at the same time that are adding up to make a difference. It's usually just like a, it's just like a tipping point. It's a, it's a tipping point that James Clear excerpt excerpt, excerpt, God, that word is so difficult. Um, where I talk about the ice cube, right? Where the things you're doing, things you're doing. And it's just like, it's a matter of like that one tipping point. So I would look to that. I would look to that. I would look to that.
I got to get going. I got to get going. Let me scroll down and see if I can get any other questions. Struggling more with this round. I'm feeling hungry more often. Okay. Are you continuing to make your food choices as nutrient rich as you did last time? That's what I would look at. Are your stress levels higher? Are you taking omega-3? Sometimes what happens is because you've lost weight, you've done all this thing, your metabolism is actually higher. You might be trying to keep your portions the same size that they were last time, but you actually need more this time because your metabolism is legit actually higher. So really paying attention to that. Also behind due to illness and travel. So that sounds stressful to me. De- it sounds like you're probably dehydrated between being sick and traveling. You're probably dehydrating. So if it's if you always have a constant craving for carbs and sugar specifically, as opposed to actual hungry hunger, that's probably what's going on there. Still present and showing up. Hope things improve in the back end. I think the weather plays a part more depressed. Yeah. I mean, more depressed, more brain power, you know, traveling stress, not enough omega threes, you know, that would really help making sure you're getting your omega threes in there, making sure you get those B vitamins in there right? Taking a B complex, B12. That's where supplements can really help when sort of life gets really stressed. You're traveling a lot. You're, you're maybe seasonally depressed. The days are darker. Vitamin D, if you're not getting on that vitamin D, not to say it's just that. Uh, bump up the water, assess your supplements, get in some um, so stress management, and you'll pull the things together. What do you need to pull together, right? What are the things you need to pull together? to get it together. That's what it says to, to build on the momentum, to keep moving forward. Think about that. And that's why I love them. I got to go, but think about the maximizing post. That's what that is all about. That's what that is all about is like, what are the things that I can do and feel the energy? So, you know, feel the energy of this because you are in tune. This may sound really kooky, but bear with me. Close your eyes. How would you feel if you drank more water? If you moved a little bit more, if you lift a bit of heavier weights, if you felt better rested, if you were less stressed, take a deep breath. If you made that little bit more effort to make your food choices a little bit more nutrient rich, if you did add in some of the supplements, feel the energy, adding an omega-3, that's, it's great brain health, it's great for cellular function, it's great for your energy, you know, your, your bees, you know, getting a little bit of energy in there, your magnesium to help keep your body calm, to help your body convert and process your foods into energy, your vitamin D levels if you're tired and just you feel like, oh, back in those vitamin D levels topped out, getting outside, getting that sun on you, you know, portions, think about your portions. Even when that thing, four questions, are you eating too much? Do you like, think about that. You don't even have to eat something right now to think about your portions and how you're feeling. Do you feel heavy? Do you feel bogged down? Do you feel like you're eating too much still? You know it, but you're like, you're still asking those four questions. So you're just kind of going with it. What would happen if you got even more in tune to those? Ask those questions more often. You know, that's where, that's where you want to do. And that's what like going through that maximizing post is like, you know, you are so, you were born in tune with your body. And it's just a matter of practicing being in tune with it. So you know what your body needs. So what am I missing? What can I do a little bit more of? Where could I go, like I said, a little bit deeper? Where can I level up here? You know, and you may have to get real with yourself. You know, how do I feel when I eat dairy? Oh, my belly gets bloated and it's, but I love cheese. Okay, but how do I feel when I eat dairy? I know this. I know it. I know it. How do I feel when I have that coffee with cream in it every morning? Do I, I love it. It smells great. It tastes good. How does it make my belly feel? Oh, that wine that I'm drinking every night the anticipation of it, what it means in my life. It's me time. I get to relax. But after I drink it and the next day, how do I feel mentally? How do I feel physically? 
maybe is that something I need to minimize in my life? You know, like this is really where you want to really take time and sit with yourself. Don't just sit down with the maximizing and notes. And what can I do when I got to lose my weight? Like really let it resonate. Really ask yourself, what do I need here? What can I still do? What is working for me? What isn't working for me? Like that's, that's where I want you to be. That's where I want to get. You may not feel like you're there yet, but you have it in you to get there and to do that. And the more you practice being in tune and being self-aware like that, the more you will know what you need. Your body does want does not need or want this fat any more than you do. So it's a matter of figuring out what does it need? What do I need to do? What can I do to continue to get and keep that scale moving, especially when you're having a hard time? Okay, now I really have to go. Um, have an amazing day, everyone. Maybe I'll see you at 12 o'clock. Um, I, I'm, I'm jetting because I got a podcast that I'm recording with um, Cynthia, Cynthia Loist. Um, from the social, you might know her from the social and, uh, Josie Dye, she's a, a radio host and together they have this really cool podcast called unmentionables where they like to mention the unmentionables. So, you know, that's right, right up my alley. So I got a jet for that because I got to chat with them. Also, it's time to go and I'm wishing you all a happy day. Is it Wednesday? <laughs> Remember if I didn't get to your question, copy and paste it on the question of the day page. This is kind of the one post we don't circle back around and, um, answer any questions. So copy and paste. Tomorrow, Dr. Tam's joining me. He's a chiropractor. We're going to have a conversation about managing your changing body. You can't just lose this weight and do nothing about it. There's a lot that you need to do to support the fact that your body is changing so much. Um, I love chatting with him. That's going to be tomorrow. Hopefully I'll see you then. Otherwise, have an amazing day. Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 